You read her every day at mistressmatisse.blogspot.com. You've probably downloaded this podcast at work. Be warned, this podcast contains frank discussions of sexuality, SM, and perhaps even a lawn gnome joke or two. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, it's time again for The Mistress's Podcast. I give you the one, the only, The Mistress. You know, every time they call action and we start recording and the little light comes on, I try to come up with some unique and creative way to introduce you. You know, and it's just some silly voice. I'll impersonate someone. I'll do phone sex. I'll make Muppets having sex, um, lawn gnome jokes. You know, I... And you do it on the fly. You don't rehearse this. I don't rehearse any of them. me. Yeah. And it's usually what happens is, is that they'll say, you know, they'll give us the high sign and then you'll look at me with this look of like, what the fuck are you going to do now? I look at you that way a lot, sweetheart. <laughs> Because you just never know what the fuck you are going to do next. So, ladies and gentlemen, what I've done this time is this is the very first all-nude podcast. I am completely naked while we're recording this. I should point out that it's actually fairly cold in the recording studio, so I'm shriveling a quite a bit. And my nipples are so hard that you could cut glass with them. Yeah, they're, they're pretty perky. I'm pretty perky. So if I'm speaking quickly, it's because my teeth are chattering. Now, across from me, the mistress is fully dressed as she wakes up every day in thigh-high boots and a corset. I do. Exactly. Every morning. Mm -hmm. And her service submissive brings her coffee in bed. Sweet Jesus. (laughs) Meanwhile, back in reality, this is Bunk, and I am bringing you once again. I am Mistress Matisse, and we're bringing you somewhere. Um, We're bringing you here, there, and everywhere. We're bringing you something. Something. I don't know. So... We have letters. We have letters. We always have letters. We always have we letters. Have mass letters. And I just say, we love the letters. We do. <sighs> we love the letters that, that tell us how fabulous we are. And we are amused by the ones that tell us how terrible we are. And it, you know, it's all, it, we like the letters. letters we do. do. And especially, it seems like in this last uh, kind of round of podcasts that we've been doing, this is like, I think we're now past 30. I think this is yeah. podcast number 32. Uh, we started two years ago. Yeah. So yeah, we're, we're getting... Now follow-up letters and feedback letters, and uh, so that's really cool. Yeah, it's rocking. So here we go. Follow-up letter. Here we go. Uh, Hey there, M and M. Am I the one with peanuts and you're the one with the chocolate center? Yeah. I got nuts. Okay. (laughs) But I'm bumped. But I'm bumped. Sorry, it's getting late. Thanks so much for answering my rope machine question in your podcast. I laughed my ass off when Matisse said, it's a very male issue. It's absolutely true. That's, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll reference it in the, yeah. in the link here. Uh, and now for the update. Monk gave me some advice back when I first sent my question, and I quickly put it into practice. Since then, a month and another play party has passed. Three days ago, I sit here in a kitchen surrounded by the results. Four dozen homemade peanut butter cookies with peanut butter cups in them. Mm-hmm. An in-trade note for a needle scene with my lovely wife. And a leather jacket from a leather daddy for tying up his girl. Sweet. Nice job. Uh, and a list of four people that I had to say no to this month, but also want to get tied up. Shit, I am going to have to start charging. <laughs> That's a nice problem to have. That's a good problem to have and good for you. All right. <clears throat> in a related letter... We have. You want me to hit this one? Well, how about if I read it, since it's actually more you than me? Fair enough. Because uh, there's one key word in here that kind of takes it out of my, <laughs> out of my ballywick. <laughs> <laughs> You'll know it when you hear it. Um, 
So, the letter begins. Hi, Monk. In response to your blog post, I have a question that you and Matisse may or may not want to address in your podcast. In these unfortunate economic times, lots of folks are looking for ways to pull in some extra cash here and there. Do you have any recommendations or advice on how to turn one's kink proclivities into legit side hustle? I know y'all have already given some how-to advice on getting into sex work, but I'm thinking more on the order of either making or selling kink-related gear or teaching bondage or topping skills. Ideas on where to advertise, how to build a customer base, sourcing materials, etc. Um, like, you know, just for example, uh, how will anyone find my website for custom furry suits? So what do you think about that? Oh, oh, here we go. Here we go. I'm just going to sit back and I'm just going to let it flow. <sighs> All right. Go, baby, go. So there is a myth, okay? The myth is that the sex industry is recession-proof, okay? Mm-hmm. Bullshit. It's a business. <laughs> and I don't care whether you're selling, selling nipple clamps or selling access to your pussy. It's a business, okay? So case in point, let's all look at the mighty powerful kink.com, all right? Those guys wrote the book on uh, SM for the web. Mm-hmm. And they laid off like 13% of their workforce recently, mm-hmm. okay? So mm-hmm. no one is immune, Right. Even the big guys are going under. Okay, so stop right there. And you know, if you think, oh, I'm just going to go into the kink business because kinksters have all this money uh, and sex sells. <laughs> yeah, okay, you're, right. you just shot yourself in the foot. Okay, mm-hmm. forget it. Okay. Um, where, where do you want to start? This is business 101. Just because the sex industry, it's still a business. Yeah, the same okay? principles apply. You need, yeah, same, same principles still apply. You need an original idea. You know, you need uh, a business plan. What the hell am I going to do? Yeah, okay, you can make great furry suits. Are you the only guy who makes great furry suits? Are there other people who make furry suits? Uh, you know, what's your competition like? <laughs> are there furries who are going to buy them? Yeah, are, is there a market for this? Yeah. Okay, uh, you're going to need seed money. All right, this shit does not fall out of the sky. Yeah. I, know, I cashed out my life savings uh, that I made working at dot coms to start Twisted Monk. All right. So every dime I, I had to my name, I poured into my company. Yeah. Okay. And if you're not willing to do that, you know, forget it. All right. Um, you need to willingly to work tirelessly. Oh, my God. All right. Uh, this is my fifth year. And I'm, how many hours a week, you know, do you spend at your job? I mean, I'm. Yeah, well, you're there seven days a week. Sometimes. Yeah, exactly. So, again, I, this is a, this is a real hot button for me because a lot of people, you know, they think, oh, it's the sex industry. Oh, you're just, you know, it's all you know, porn stars and pro doms, and you know, people just throw money at you, and they, you know, you know girls spread their legs. Well, they do, but that's after <laughs> years and years and years and years of work. Okay. And the other thing about it, like any business, it takes a lot of fucking luck. Yeah. So even if you have a great idea and a great business plan, and you got seed money, and you're willing to put all the hours in, it's still luck. Yeah. You know, who do you meet? You know, um, you know, what sources do you have? Um, you know, as for like how to drive people to your traffic, to your website, or how to, you know, will this thing sell or not? That's market research. You yeah. know, that's, that's the, if you're going to be in a kink business, you got to realize, A, your competition for those dollars is immense because you and every other person who can make a pair of hand-carved wood nipple clamps are going to, mm-hmm. you know. Um, 
you know, kinky people, God bless them, are really creative engineering people. Mm-hmm. And one of the hallmarks of kinky people is that they like to make their stuff. Yeah. They're, they're craftsmen. Mm-hmm. And that's, hell, that's how I got started. Yeah. So you know, everybody, if it can be made, there are more people who are going to make it. Mm-hmm. Um, so recognize that. So is your product really and truly original? What's really unique about your product? Yeah. I know. Um, so yeah, just, just, you know, putting up a website and, you know, I'm going to sell, you know, my fursuits. This is not a license to print money. No, it's not. I mean, what I would say is like, if you, if you want to do this, if you get some kind of creative pleasure out of making furry suits mm-hmm. and, and, and you can sell them and it's fine if you do, and it's fine if you don't, but you want to make them regardless, I think that's, that's your ticket. But yeah. if you, the only reason that you're, you're, you know, you're making your fursuits is to make a lot of money. Wow. You, well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, cause you know, in five years of tracemonk.com, you know, every dime of profit we push back into the company. Yeah. You know, and it is, um, you know, you, you, your company will be your baby and it will be your life. And if, yeah, if you. It's like your other lover. I mean. I, hey, why do you think I got the tattoo in the middle of my back of the company logo? Yeah. You know, I've been bottoming to this bitch for five years. Yeah. So yeah. But in this sense, it's not any difference from any other small business no. in terms of, so, yeah, and, and you know, thousands of books have been written and will be mm-hmm. written about exactly. how to open your own small business. And I think that's a thing that, that um, the reason my hackles go up is that so many, any kind of like niche alt business, whether it's you're in the Renfair world or in the kink world or whatever, they somehow think that the, the rules and the laws of business do not apply. Mm-hmm. That because I'm in this alt thing, I don't have to practice ethical business. I don't have to practice good business model. I don't have to have a plan. I don't have to, somehow the rules don't apply to me because my quote unquote community will take care of me or, or, or they're in some kind of delusion that they, the rules and the laws of economics don't count. Well, I think the reason it makes your hackles go up and when someone talks about sex work this way, it does me too, is that there's a suggestion that your, your customer base is going to be somehow, um, less critical or that they will, they will have no choice but to buy products that aren't as well made as they could be mm-hmm. or that they are, deal with people who aren't very ethical because, you know, what choice do they have? Well, exactly. that's not true. No, it's not. It's really not true. And it's less true now that it ever has ever been. Has, yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I think some ways people are, people will come to this, to all business with a little bit of suspicion. You have to overcome that and be better than like, you know, Subway or Kinko's or Starbucks mm-hmm. because there's a little bit of, you know, hesitation. This is this is kind of unfamiliar territory to a lot of people. They're like, is you know, is my credit card number really safe? So exactly. Really are people get... really reputable? So yeah, you would have to you have to be better. It's that that no, that's really true. That's an excellent line. I've usually use a line, um uh, you'll hear me refer to the paladin pervert. Mm-hmm. That if you're gonna run an alt business, mm-hmm. you have to run the squeakiest business. I mean, when it comes to, you know, taxes and legal stuff, um, uh, every time that I have, you know, hell, I just had the EPA in my shop and it was like, I was bottoming to them. Yeah. Because, you know, they say bondage rope and they kind of, hmm? Like, no, you tell me what the hell we got to do. I need a form. I need, what do I need to do? And we're going to do it. Yeah. So, because, yeah, you have to, you have to go above and beyond because we bought, we have this, you know, uh, and yeah, if you're going to start an old business, bankers, insurance companies, uh, payroll companies. I mean, I can go down through the list. Uh, I tell a story that I have been in a lawsuit with uh, a merchant processor, a class action lawsuit 
uh, because they thought we were in the sex business. Um, you know, I've once, I sat across a, from a banker at a brick and mortar bank and had a bundle of rope mm-hmm. and I'm looking this guy in the eye. And, you know, I'm wearing a suit. He's wearing a suit. And I go, I put this, you know, put the bundle of rope on his desk. And I say, this is what I sell. Tell me I'm a porn site. He didn't know what to do. He didn't know what to do. You know, so they're like, you know, if some ways, you know, people think, oh, turn their kink proclivity is, it's, it's easy money. It's like, you know what? Yes and no. I mean, guys, I see people who use like, say, PayPal. Oh man, that's fatal. It's fatal. PayPal will sue your ass. Yeah. If they find out that you're, you know, you're running credit card processing through them. Yeah. Um, you know, and there are people who are doing like cheesy things with eBay. It's like, guys, that's not the paladin trick. You're doing this sort of slightly skeevy underhanded thing. And that's bad business, that's bad ethics, and it's going to screw you in the long run. It's certainly not scalable. It yeah, is it's certainly not, not scalable. scalable. Yeah, I mean, if you want to eBay something, go ahead. But yeah, this is not a business in the yeah. sense that you're a business. Uh, but I do. I mean, I, I also think that I have to be better than I, mm-hmm. than I have to be in my business as well, um, just as, you know, for my own ethics. And, and, and that's why I had the people that I have around me. That's why I had the long-term... Uh, relationships that I have is because I always adhere to I, I'm going to be better mm-hmm. I'm going to be better than I have to be uh, so yeah the the idea that that you can do this and, and it'll be easy and your customers will be undiscriminating is wrong you know if this is something you really feel called to then you should do it mm-hmm. but it, it needs to work for its own sake and not just for quick easy money I yeah. mean I honestly think you'd be better off buying a Subway franchise if you exactly. just want to want to you know something that's simple and you can do it I, yeah i mean this is this is if anything more challenging than running a vanilla business mm-hmm. it is it's much more challenging and um yeah get a subway franchise i mean i'm not saying don't do it but come in with a real clear head and recognize that there's a lot of factors and you know what you're going to get lucky i got really really lucky you know i worked really really hard you but really hard. you know uh you know, the, the hemp harvest before I started the company was the worst in history. And it put, you know, a, a couple of businesses out, yeah. you know? And so when I got started, you know, I got the best hemp harvest. And so it just, there's luck there. There's so many things. And yeah, just don't think just because I'm kinky, I can sell this shit. Okay. Best of luck to you though. I swear when this is all said and done, I'm going to like teach like a kink business college class or something. I, I can rant done. on this for fucking hours. <laughs> ah! Well, thank you for listening to us rant today, dear listeners. Thank I you so much. I'm Monk. Bye. Bye. This has been the Mistresses Podcast. If you like what you've heard, check her out at mistressmatisse.com or read her daily blog at mistressmatisse.blogspot.com.